Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts, Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates. We're excited to cover some more calls today and get, give you guys some more hopefully positive feedback on ways to help convert. You know, it's a, a thing I've been saying for a long time, and I think Dale would agree with this statement. There's only two ways to close two more transactions. That's to call more people and get more clients, which none of us seem to want to do, or let's do better with the people we're already talking to. And that's what Cash Call is all about. So hopefully we'll be able to give you guys some positive feedback. And you know, I know personally, I brought a call today it's not technically wrong. Like we got the appointment and, you know, I think a lot of people would look at that as success. And, and here's the thing I want you guys to think about as you're reviewing your own calls and because hopefully you do that. Hopefully you listen to your own calls and go, boy, I said a dumb thing there. That can be much more valuable than listening to me and Dale. But also, you know, when you look at it, it's not just the success. Did I make an appointment? Did I, did I miss something? Did I, you know, am I going to show up with, and they're going to have the realtor there? Am I going to show up and they say, Hey, I got to go look at another house with somebody later or, you know, whatever they case may be there's so many opportunities to go you know most of us can get here but how do you get here and that's hopefully what we're going to help you learn today yeah you know what i want to add to that listen i still say dumb things to people we do uh, daily you know, <laughs> but there's still there's times when i'm like god damn i crushed that and then there's other times where i'm like why the f did i say that uh right that was like too much it was not you know that wasn't a great idea and so at this point brian i don't know about you but when i say stupid things when I say things I know I should not have, or I think maybe I could have done it better, really half of it is thinking back to how did I feel in the moment or what was I trying to do, right? And usually when I say stupid things, it comes from me not feeling comfortable or feeling like I need to overcompensate. Um, and then I say stupid things or add in things that I shouldn't do rather than um, you know coming from a place of confidence or place of strength in a conversation. Well, you know, it's funny. People make jokes about this thing. It's called state-dependent memory. And, and the reason that people make jokes about it, they say, if you're hammered and you can't remember what you did the next day, get hammered again, you'll remember it. Now, I'm not advocating drinking or drugs or anything like that, but that's state-dependent memory. So, but here's the thing that I think is something we don't talk about enough in our industry is your state when you're making a phone call. How many times has somebody, you know, I'll use my kid. There was, God bless my kid. He's not watching. So I'm going to talk bad about him. There was a time when he was 15 that uh, the cops brought him home at three o'clock in the morning. And I got to deal with that. And he didn't end up in jail or anything bad like that. He was just being a kid. But here's my point. When I had to make my phone calls that next morning at eight o'clock, not because I didn't sleep enough, but because I was so in my head, I wasn't as good. And so, you know, I would love, maybe we'll do a show on this. Like, how do you prepare to make calls? People talk about, well, I organize my CRM, I make a list, I do all that. And that's great from a logistical standpoint, but how do you make sure you're in the right mindset or you're in the right place or what I like to call the right state? Because I promise you being in that state will, will change your ability to function on those phone calls. And again, do I do this 100% of the time? No. Do I do it most of the time? Absolutely. Because when I put myself in that right state, then I, I just perform better. And why not? Because it's not like something that takes 30 minutes. So maybe that's something I just want to plant that seed for everybody. Because I think it's super important for us to think about, you know, yeah. as we're being professionals, you know, a football yeah. player doesn't run onto the field 30 seconds before the coin flip and go, I'm ready. There's yeah. a process. So I think, I think we should talk about that at some point. Yeah. Let me just be a Neanderthal <laughs> for a minute. Okay. If you really want a girlfriend really bad, 
and you just like feel like you need someone to go on a date with you, it makes it much, much harder to attract that person and get them to say yes to you, right? Amen. When you need it, it's hard to get. When you don't need it, it's much easier to get. And what, let's think about the logic there. Let's think about the human nature of that, right? If you are anxious, if you are needy, if you are insecure, if you are not confident, and if you are talking too much or trying too hard, then it tends to repulse people. But if you are confident, if you are centered, if you are present, if you are calm, if you are confident, that attracts people. Now that is in life, in business, and in real estate especially. So Amen. when you say, how do you get yourself into that mindset? Listen, I, you know, I want to share a personal story. So I had a, a big, uh, you know, I, I was anticipating a conversation with a potentially a, a really large uh, partnership and totally anxious, man, like nervous, wasn't sure about it, like in my own head. And I'm sitting there and these things are going on. And I know these things are going on, but I basically coach myself in those moments to say, okay, I know this, is a, this means a big deal to you. I know that this is like making you very anxious. And that's okay, but here's what you're going to do. This is the game plan. One, you're not going to make that obvious. Two, you are not going to overcompensate with your mouth for and let this let this come out. The fact that you're nervous and basically just be present, ask questions, engage in the in the moment. Right. So that's what you're going to do. So like self coaching. Yeah, and, and here, here's one of the things that you know, and, and I'm I'm clearly the bigger nerd here, but that's okay. So, <laughs> you know, Dale's breaking it down simple. I'm nerding it up a little bit, but you know what what Dale is saying. Here's the reality. Dale has a conversation with me, and he I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm making an assumption here. He's not nervous. Like he doesn't go, "Oh my God, I got to talk to Brian." No, because we're friends and we have a good relationship. The truth of the matter is you can put yourself in that same mental, physical, emotional state talking to the president of the United States. And, you know, whether you like, dislike, I'm just, you can yeah. try, you can <laughs> try, but when, when you're in a situation where it's just so overwhelming, right? Yeah. Like Lady Gaga, you're going to hang out with her or something. I don't know. I'm just picking something else, right? Cool. Whoever you like, like, you know, you two from, uh, or Bono from you two, right? You're going to be hanging <laughs> out with so when it's like really overwhelming and you're like totally fanboying or fangirling, like you can st still like coach yourself and work on it. Right. So you may not be able to achieve that state of Dale and Brian calm with each other, but you can at least like be like, okay, I recognize it. Let's fake it. How do we fake calm? Oh, what does that look like? What does that feel like when I'm in that calm state? And can I pretend? Yes. And the truth of the matter is you can. And the truth of the matter is, is that, uh, and this is something I'm going to promote myself here for a second. I'm going to teach a course and it's going to include this. It's called an, it's called an anchor. And you can literally do a thing physiologically that puts you in the mindset, whether you guys know this or not. And most people don't even know this. If you smile and you're in a bad mood, if you smile enough, your body, the physiology of your body will make you happy. And I know that seems stupid. People are like, no, I just, a horrible thing just happened to me and I'm miserable. No, but it, you cannot help it. And there's things that, that happen on a level that's so, so far past our understanding. And it really goes back to ancient stuff, like how our minds are built. And we've, we've moved away from that. We're so into all this other stuff that we've moved away from basic core psychology and basic core physiology understanding. So again, 
I, I'm a nerd. This is stuff that I love and I read it and I study it, but there's real ways to do this. And I think that uh, it's extremely powerful to make you a better salesperson, to make you a better negotiator, to make you, and it's not that you don't know it, but it's how you execute it in the moment. So anyway, yeah, huge. Uh, well, I want to listen to your call because that's really interesting. Um, you know, where you said it, it didn't go bad necessarily, but really being able to improve your game. Again, I have one that didn't go bad either. But I want to I want to get into it and talk about the nuances of what can and can't be done. Yeah, and I think that's where Dale and I are going here. I'm, as I share my screen, I'm going to talk for more for a second. But really, what I think what Dale is saying, and at least what I'm saying, is, look, guys, not every call, almost no call is going to be perfect. But every call has an opportunity to do just a little bit better. And that's the thing. I don't want you to go, you know, have a, a call where you set an appointment, it goes okay and go, man, I really, really sucked and beat yourself up. But I want you to say, I'm going to do everything I did there and then just do a little bit better. And that's what this is all about. You know, there's a book called Atomic Habits that talks about getting 1% better. That's what cash calls about to me. It's not about learning how to, you know, do something very simple, but it's about getting one, two, 3% better. So with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and play this call. And uh, well, I'd love to hear Dale's comments on it. Yes, ma'am. I'm doing good. Good. So you're wanting to look at property at uh, uh, one eight seven one two King Road. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Are you wanting to see that property today? So I won't be able to today. Uh, okay. I'm actually at work right now, um, okay. but I'm, I'm on my lunch break, and um, I was wanting to see if I could schedule it like around six o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, any day from Tuesday to Friday. Tuesday. Um, I, Thursday would probably work best, but I can I can make it work Tuesday to Friday at 6 p.m. Okay, so we can, uh, it's been on the market for 11 days. It's still in- So right there, Dale, what's the answer to that question? Yes. Great. Let's do this time on this day. Now right. let's go into discovery. So I think sometimes we get so caught up in trying to do it perfect. Well, okay, it might be available here to yes, yes is the answer. Yes, yes. is the answer. You can and have this. And here's a funny, you know, quick funny story that's aside, but I think it's a great thing. I told my team leader the other day to write this down, make a print of it, and paste it on the wall. Perfection is the enemy of excellence. You don't have to do it perfect. Just do it a little bit better every time. So anyway. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, it's funny, Brian, Ed, before you hit play again, is like, uh, it's so funny that, that you and I both like coaching and training people. It seems so simple to us at this point, but it's like a light bulb has to go off for people. And you're like, dude or lady, like you just say yes to whatever it is they want. And then later on, if once you figure it out, if they are already willing and able buyer or seller, then you figure out whether you can actually deliver on that time and that day. Okay. Don't worry about it right now. Just get it done. Yeah. Because, you know, you hear this too, and it wasn't, it wasn't real bad on this call, but there's those pauses, that awkwardness where the buyer's going or potential buyers going, whoa, whoa, uh, don't cause people tension. And again, this is what I'm talking about. This is nuanced stuff, but this is the stuff that will really help you um, because somebody would have been like, I don't like this person. I'm not quick enough. And you know what? I might be that person. Maybe that's why I notice it. Cause I'm, I'm like, let's get this going. You know, I'm very impatient and you know, I'm working on yeah. that work. It, I'll get it, also, it causes anxiety. The guy's floating in unknown. Will yeah. I get the appointment? Will I not? Am I asking for the right thing? Am I not? Did, am I doing this the right way? Am I not? 
Perfect. Awesome. Let's listen to them a little bit more. Active status. Okay. So we can set up. I would recommend with the way the market is, the sooner yes. the better. I so, like that. Because properties go so quickly. Right. Um, I can set it up for Tuesday at six or Monday at six. Okay. Or today at six. Okay. I'm pretty open, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I think Tuesday would work best. I so I work real. I work over here in Bentonville. Uh, okay. At Walmart DC. Okay. Uh, so you notice what happened there? He said I can go Tuesday through Saturday or Tuesday through Friday. I don't remember exactly when. She tried to push him sooner. Now I'm okay with the script of, Hey, by the way, yeah, let's, you know, you know, but he ain't available. So you notice he said, I could do it on Monday or I could do it on Sunday or what do you come back to right back to Tuesday. Right. So give him Tuesday and then say, you know, if you want, and if you're willing, I could maybe set it up on Sunday or Monday. Yeah. That's after, fine. Yeah. After you build some rapport, right. Get the appointment, build the rapport. And sometimes you, you notice Brian, uh, people change what they're willing to do or yeah. what they want to do, depending on how they feel about how comfortable they are with you and or how interested they are in the opportunity. Exactly. So, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, I don't know about you, Dale, but our market has almost doubled the inventory it had in May. So yes, it's still a fast moving market, still a, a seller biased market, but it's not like this house is going to have 30 offers on it in the first two days like it did. It's been on the market 11 days is what we find out through the conversation. So it, it's clearly okay. And, right. you know, here's a great other thing to do. You can call the listing agent when you're done and say, hey, do you have any offers? When do you take? Oh, yeah. So we're taking all offers Monday by Monday at six o'clock. Okay, now I call that client back and go, hey, Bob, you know, it was great chatting with you today. I can still show you the house on Tuesday. But unfortunately, this is what's going to happen. Are you willing? Are you able to go a little bit? Not now I've given them what they want and I've given them a reason to do something different. So, all right, let's play a little bit more. Um, and so I don't get off work usually till like 630. Um, oh, so it'll, okay. It'll have, and I work today and tomorrow. I work Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So Tuesday would, that would be probably the earliest, but we could make that work. Okay. Do, can you see it Tuesday earlier than six then again same thing um, i'm not going to beat that dead horse but why more more likely not because my, okay. my wife works opposite schedule with me and she gets off at five and okay. she works uh fayetteville at regions oh okay pause this so let me i'm gonna guess with so much time being spent on the appointment and when and can you do it this time and blah 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 I'm going to guess that she must have missed some portion of the who, where, when, why, what, and how much about this guy's story. Yes. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So, you know, uh, since we're, you know, running near the end, I'll just kind of, I'll tell you some things that this call didn't do. She set the appointment Tuesday at six o'clock. That's great. A couple other things that she did. She started asking this person about school districts. Now, is a school district important? Potentially, but why <laughs> create... Why create an objection that doesn't need to exist? This person doesn't have school-age kids is what we find out. So, but what if the guy wanted to go see a house and then you say, well, is it in the right school district? And then the guy goes, oh crap, it's in the wrong school district. Um, never mind, I don't wanna go see the house. Now I've missed the opportunity to meet this person. Don't right. cause yourself not to be able to meet somebody by trying to do some discovery. You know, right. don't talk them out of that. So school district is definitely an important thing to a lot of people who have kids who are school age. But yeah. 
it's not that important. But here's let's, a, uh, I was going to give a caveat before you go on. Let's yeah. talk about this. All right. So if you have a website registration, if so in this case, this guy is specifically asking about a property, in which case we want to show it to them, just like what you're saying. So don't screw up showing it to them, the potential of showing it to them by bringing up something that could otherwise disqualify the house prior to you getting all your discoveries, what you're saying. Yes. Now, if it's just a website registration, a social media lead that isn't specifically asking to go see a property, the question, question. of are school districts important to you, very important question to ask, right? So those that's the caveat that I want to Yeah, great distinction there. Good, good point. But again, if somebody's ready to go look at a house, even if it ends Don't up being up. the absolutely worst house on the planet for them, <laughs> this gives you the opportunity to meet them in person right. and make them your clients. So don't miss that opportunity right. because every agent you've ever talked to, every agent I've ever talked to says they're better in person, right? Oh yeah, they all say. And, that's, and then that's why, and we're proving it on a daily basis, right? With these phone calls. So you know why couple, they're better in person is one, because you can't record it. And two, the person can't go anywhere when, when the person screws up whatever they're saying or doing. That's why they're better in person. Well, you know, and I, I believe that I also add that people can read people's body language in person, they can read their expressions, and you can't necessarily you've got to really, really, really pay attention on the phone to you listen to their tone and their volume and all these things changing. It's huge if you can do it right, but it, most people are not experts at it. So right. a, a yeah. couple other things that I'm going to say, and then we'll let Dale play his call. Everybody needs to learn transition phrases. What's a transition phrase? So for me, we're off talking about this and we're off talking about that. We're building rapport and everything's great. Dale, it's been Dale. I, I could probably talk to you for the next three hours. Seems like it seems like we have a lot in common. I don't want to keep you. With that in mind, let me ask you a couple of quick questions. What have I done? I've taken that conversation that was all over the board. I've narrowed it down, and now I can go bedrooms, bathroom, square feet, um, price. Are you pre-approved? I can go through all of the things yep. that, that do that. And it's okay. And because here's the thing, we know maybe two of who, what, why, where, when, and how. We got to get some of that stuff back because here's the reality. We don't end up understanding this guy's price point. The person has a house to sell and we really didn't do it. We didn't set an appointment to see their house. So there's just a ton of opportunity here to do that. So, but transitional phrases, just bring people back. Dale, it's been great chatting with you. Let me ask you just a couple of questions before I let you go. Bam, 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 bam. Did she so, just miss all those questions? Is that what happened? Yeah. She asked him if he had a house to sell and he said yes, but great. she didn't set an appointment for him for her to go over and look at the house. Okay. So again, half the discovery. And again, you can do that in person. Here's another thing. And, and Dale and I very slightly on this, but she also asked him, she didn't ask him any of the other questions, but she did ask, are you pre-approved? And you guys know I hate that question, but if you're going to ask that question, at least ask it this way. By the way, have you been pre-approved or are you planning paying cash? Or, you know, something that, that makes it a little bit softer than, are yeah. you pre-approved? Yeah, so are, I feel like for softening, I like, have you spoken to a lender yet? Perfect. That's it. Have you spoken to a lender yet? That's pretty yeah. much it. Because, you know, I, I don't like the are you pre-qualified question either, because it sounds like a disqualifying question, right? Yeah. Do you, do you have your papers? Oh shit, I don't have my papers. Okay, well, I can't go look at the house now, right? That's kind of what it sounds like. Well, and it's true a lot of times, like not for anybody on my team or not for me or not for you, but a lot of people, and you see it, you go put something on lab codes earlier today is would you show a non pre-approved buyer? And you'll see about 70% of the people, nope, 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 Good. nope. So Good. What's, what's a possibility- 
Brian, you should be posting in there. All agents in Northwest Arkansas, you should never show never. a house never. to a unprequalified <laughs> buyer ever. Never, never, never. But my point is, this person may have talked to another agent who said, are you pre-approved? No, I'm not pre-approved. Okay, go ahead and get pre-approved, then I'll show you the house. So, I mean, and it happens. I, you, don't tell me it doesn't happen because I'm 100% sure it happens. I've heard it. I think we used to do that back in the day, honestly. It, it was training. Never put somebody in your car who isn't pre-approved. How many times right. have I heard that in my life? Now, most yeah. of us don't put people in our cars anymore. But... Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. I want to give you time to play your call. Um, let's go. We ahead. got five minutes. Let's just continue on with this. Okay, then this. we won't be able to pontificate on my call. Uh, Fair enough. So we can pontificate on yours. But back to the uh, pre-approval thing. Dude, I remember back in the day, like when I was starting out being like, you know, talking to like, um, I don't know, you like a physician or an attorney or somebody who who clearly makes a lot of money, has a lot of assets and was not pre-qualified and just being an arrogant douche being like, all right, well, you need to go get pre-qualified before we'll talk to you. <laughs> right. And, uh, and uh, some other people in my office came to me and they're like, hey, man, uh, you got somebody who pretty probably has really good credit and money. I think you should go show them the house. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, use your judgment, like very seriously. If the guys, you know, out of curiosity, now, what do you do for a living? Oh, I drive an Uber. Okay. I want to know if this guy's pre-qualified. Not that there's anything wrong with driving an Uber, completely legitimate job, but that person may not be able to buy a $600,000 house. They might, but I want to be their fourth job. If they're right. Right. Or, or who knows, maybe they inherited a bunch of money. They're independently wealthy. They drive an Uber for fun. So I'm not telling you to judge somebody because they drive an Uber or they do a job for 12 bucks an hour, but that might be an indication that, okay, so Dale, you, you drive an Uber out of curiosity. Um, is, you know, have you considered, you know, what a comfortable monthly payment might be for you? I oh yeah. You. I wanted to see how you were going to bail yourself out of this. I, 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 I kind of dug myself in there. Didn't I say, we talk, we all say stupid stuff out of curiosity. What's Climbed up your shame for me? Job. Yeah. You know, a, a comfortable payment. Oh, I'm looking to pay about, you know, three grand a month. Oh, Okay. So, you know, there's something I don't know and that changes my mindset. Or I've had people do this because if you go on, on certain websites, they will show you a payment with 20% down with 800 credit score as the payment. Well, who puts 20% down and who has an 800 credit score? I mean, a lot of people have 800, but my point is, and they won't include taxes. They won't include insurance. They won't include MI. So I'm looking at a $400,000 house and it says the payment's a thousand bucks a month. Well, I can afford that. Well, the payment's $3,500 a month after okay. you add in taxes, insurance, you know, all this stuff. So that's a great question to ask somebody, you know, if you're trying to pre-qualify them without unqualifying them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's an important question to ask. Um, yeah, so the pre-qual, yeah, again, the language, just you got to use your language better. So back to asking about pre-qual, the reason that Brian and I don't like you asking if somebody is pre-qual for me personally simply is because it sounds too clinical. It's like, when you ask that question, what the lead hears is, have you completed the step you're supposed to do before talking to me, mm -hmm. right? That's what it sounds like when you phrase it. Really 
And so it puts, it puts a, it puts a negative pressure on your ability to build rapport and move that relationship forward when you talk like that. And you can, you lose, especially those newer, like the uh, first time buyers or people who are just kind of thinking about whether or not they want to purchase or something. And you ask, are you pre-qualified yet? It tends to scare them away and shut them down. Well, and also to your point, disqualifies high-end buyers. Like yeah. pre-qualification. Yeah. I can buy you 10 times over. You're a jerk. Why you, who the hell are you now? Hopefully, you know, I, th I don't think that way, but there are a lot of people who are like, like I, I rent a house because I moved and I wasn't sure where I wanted to live. And so we rent for a while and then COVID. And so I'm still renting, but my landlord, I got insulted. She's like, <laughs> she's like, well, how are you going to pay me? And I'm like, I'm like, listen, lady. And, you know, but, you know, in hindsight, I, I got over it because, you know, we well, why did she say, how are you going to pay me? Meaning well, she. Well, so, you know, full disclosure, I moved from a different state and I was maintaining my real estate company in that state. And she was just uh, like, no, she never met anybody who did that. She was a real estate uh, agent, got it. you she know, and she, she was like, she didn't know how that works. Like, how on earth are you going to pay money? me? How are you yeah. going to get that money over here? I don't. That yeah. Doesn't... Like you're, so you're not licensed in Colorado. You live in Colorado, but you know, and, and I get it. And the time I'm like, look, you just believe me. And that was just me being arrogant because we all have our moments. And, you know, <laughs> I gave her a couple of years tax returns. So what about if they inquire about a specific house asking their budget when they give, sorry, I ran out of words. Um, when they give a number, great. How'd you come up with the budget? Please don't mention my name. Okay, I will not mention your name, Bob. It wasn't Bob. <laughs> except that except that Bob just messaged the, the chat to everybody. Yeah, whether you know it or not, everyone in the chat knows who you are, Bob. Right. Bob. So anyway. <laughs> but thank so, you for asking the question, Bob. Great question. Um, oh, you know, when they give you a number, great. How, how did you come up with that budget? Absolutely. That's a great follow-up question. You know, is that, is that what you're comfortable with? Is that based on what a lender said? You know, where'd you come up with that number? Oh, she only said that person only sent to the panelist. Or maybe I was wrong, Bob. Yeah. Sorry. Bob, we were incorrect. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about that. Let's role play that one out, okay? Sure. Uh, so, Brian, um, what have you thought about a budget for your new home? I have. I'm thinking about $1,500 a month. Fifteen. Well, most people don't say that. I'm uh, thinking about $800 a month. What no, do you, what do you, uh, I think they usually say what they want to spend, right? Like $200. Oh, no, I, I want a $350,000 house. That's my budget. Got it. Uh, so, Brian, how'd you come up with that number? I I don't like I don't, that. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't no. So, I, I'm. I think where we were going is asking their budget, and and again, you know, they're going to come up with one or two things. They're going to come up with a monthly budget or coming up with that. And if I say, you know, three hundred fifty thousand dollars, great. Where'd you come up with that? Um, I would probably, you know, is that a good question? Um, How about this, Brian? What if we tried this? Because I want to work this out. Actually. Bob, men, Matt, message in, what are you trying? I want to know what you're trying to figure out. What, what do you want to know? Are you trying to determine whether or not they have the financial resources to do this? Here's what we could do, Brian. How to get away from having been qualified. I got it. Okay. okay. Got well, it. How about, let's try it out then, Brian. So Brian, uh, what kind of budget are you thinking about for, for your new home? Uh, about 300 grand. 300 grand. Got it. Now, did you come up with that number after speaking with a lender or just doing some internet research yeah i was just looking at some houses on, on the internet and they had some calculator on there that you know three hundred thousand ended up being about fifteen hundred dollars a month i can't remember but yeah it was a number i was comfortable with okay got it so fifteen hundred a month is around your budget and it sounds like you haven't spoken with a lender yet correct no i haven't okay got it so there we go now i think we've gotten all the pieces in there we wanted without asking pre-qualified 
You're welcome, you're, Bob. You're welcome, Bob. <laughs> so, Bob's my default name for anybody, by the way, that, that I don't want to say their name. So there we go. That's, that's exactly why I went there. But All right, yeah, so great question. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Bob, for chatting in. Uh, but good to see everybody today. We will see all of you again next week. Wait, how do you tell them to go get qualified? Wait, hold on. How do you tell? Oh, perfect. That's a that's a great question. So yeah. um, I would say, first of all, don't do it. Don't do it in person. Don't do it on the phone. Do it on the person. So when you go look at a house at the end, that's where normally, hey, by the way, you know, I showed you this house. It was great working with you today. Ultimately, I know that you don't want to write our offer on this house because we've had that discussion. But eventually, we're going to show you something and you're going to love it. And we want to be able to act immediately. So the next step for me is for you to get pre-qualified. So that way we can send the letter over with your offer to the listing agent and they'll know you're very serious and your offer will be more likely to get accepted. Yes. That's what I say. Sina, I'll also give you some questions to help determine whether you have a deadbeat or not, because that's basically what you're trying to figure out. Correct. Trying to figure out if you have somebody with money and credit. So let's go through that. Brian, 300 K sounds great. How'd you come up with, uh, did you get that number by talking to a lender or were you just sort of, you know, looking around on the internet? I was looking on the internet. Okay. Got it. And so what kind of payment would you be comfortable with monthly, would you say? I'm thinking about 1500 1500 got it. And I know that you haven't spoken with a lender yet. So Brian, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a consultant. Consultant, excellent. And uh, so are you currently renting or do you own a property? I own a property. Own a property, got it. So is the 1500 a month, would that be a step up for you, step down for you, or kind of a sideways move? It's a sideways move. I, I hear the market, you know, the, the interest rates are really low. And therefore I think I could, you know, my current interest rate's like five and a half and I didn't want to refi because I want to sell it. So now um, Cena, you know. do you think this dude has decent credit and some money to spend and could maybe, and could probably get qualified based on his answers? Yeah. But I didn't ask him how much money do you have or what's your credit or do you have a good job and how long have you been there? Right. I didn't ask any of that stuff. I'm just having a conversation with him. Absolutely. And one of the things you can do is when you got people that are six, 12, 18 months out, one of the great ways to get in front of them is ask this question. Out of curiosity, Dale, do you know what your credit score is? Tell me no. 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 Okay. Well, here's one of the things that our, that our service offers. So I can get you with a lender and here's why you want to do this. I don't know if your credit score is 300 or 900, but ultimately at the end of the day, sometimes people have stuff on their credit they don't even know about. So I can get you with our lender. Won't cost you anything. Will not hurt your credit score. And we give an idea where you're at. If your credit's not perfect for some reason, we can put together a plan. So when you are ready to buy, you can get the absolute best interest rate and save the most money on that. With that in mind, I have time available on Tuesday or Wednesday, which of those days works better for you. So what we're trying to do is just come up with another reason for them to meet. You're providing them a value. And I often say this too, sometimes you have stuff on your credit that's not even yours. Because there's some people are going, well, I always pay my bills. I'm perfect. Well, that's true. But I've had people literally have crap show up on their credit report that wasn't theirs. And they thought they had an 800 credit score and they had a 600 credit score because Bob used their credit accidentally. Those things do happen. So anyway, um, we are way over. Really appreciate you guys uh, taking a couple extra minutes to spend with us, Dale. As always, I appreciate you and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.